0: Welcome to Running Down Corridors. I'm Martin, and joining me this week I have Abby. Hello. Chris. Hello. And Sam. Hello. It's like a multi doctor special, this. <laughs> How's everyone been? Good. All right. Thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm a working man now, so I don't have much time for anything anymore. I've just
1: yeah. been busy with TT stuff. So,
0: yeah
1: writing. Lots and lots of writing.
0: <laughs> Chris is on the Fosters. I am. Yeah. It's. Uh... One of those days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So shall we talk viewing figure news? Stuff that doesn't really matter anymore. But okay. After the seven-day consolidated figures, the Star Beast got 7.5 million. That's not too bad. That's That's good, yeah. It'll probably get to 10 with the 28-day release. And Wild Blue Yonder was watched by 4.83 million. Hmm. So a slight drop-off from last week. Yeah. So, Sam, seeing as you're our guest, I'll come to you first. Wild Blue Yonder, what mm. did you make of it? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I heard from a
2: rival podcast, that being the official Doctor Who podcast. They're a bit late <laughs> to the game, weren't they? Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> they were very late on that. But um, uh, Russell T. Davis was on it. He said something like, I, I regret it seems to voice some regret about keeping it all a secret. Mm. Cause I think the hype over the last week was that everybody did the usual, that all the old doctors are going to return and yeah. Susan's yeah. going to return and the Rani's going to return and all that malarkey. The same thing we get every time. It's not um, a good thing to do for a 60th anniversary special, is it? <laughs> no, I, I don't see why they didn't just say this is going to be a really, They could I would have done a really spooky trailer instead. I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really good. Mm. Um, I thought it was an excellent episode, but I did come away at the end very confused, sort of thinking, oh, hang on, that was great. But I thought that there's been like all these rumors for weeks. This was going to be a <laughs> secret redacted thing, you know. But um, yeah, that aside, uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. It almost felt like it was something that might have been planned for Series 4 that mm-hmm. we finally got to see. It mm. felt felt very Series 4. It was great to spend time with, um, with Tennant and um, Tate again. But one thing I felt, I mean, I don't. I, this sounds really bad because I've heard a lot of people saying this. It's like straight away kicking, kicking a, a showrunner when he's down. But it just showed what night and day it was to Chibnall's Doctor Who, like the, the, having the characters breathe and talk and assess a situation without yeah. kind of telling us what's going on. We can see what's going on. Instead, we're living it with them. Instead of just watching characters go through something, I thought it was just. Just great. I mean, bear in mind, this is two characters we've not seen for 15 years and they just slotted straight back in. You you, yeah. you could probably watch that in the middle of series four. And despite these very slight age change in them, it, it, it just was, it was just like all the other episodes of that series that are great. It was, it was fantastic. I was on the edge of my seat all the way through genuinely a mystery. Didn't see what was going to happen. Couldn't work out how they were going to get out of the situation. Mm. Um, it was great. Yeah, all of it
0: was really, 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 really good. All right. And Abby, what did you make of it?
1: I love episodes that are really have a really condensed cast, mm. uh, especially like audios and stuff like that, when they got a, like a skirt sew and stuff like that. Mm, yes. There's literally just like two people in a situation, and I liked the fact that it wasn't predictable. A lot yeah. of the other Doctor Who episodes, you can kind of predict what's going to happen next because they essentially always kind of follow the same format whereas this went from A to D to Z to L to it, 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 yeah. it didn't follow like a stream um, the sets were gorgeous you can tell they've got a bigger budget with the CGI stuff Like, but they weren't, my biggest fear with the whole Disney taking it up was that they would rely on the fact that they have extra money more so they'd rely they'd rely on the visuals more than they would the actual script, and this has just proved me completely wrong. Um, it was. A, do you remember when Katherine Tate first joined, and everybody was like, "Oh, but she's a comedian. Why do we mm. want her?" She just gets better and better and better because I've always said that Pfizer Pompeii has been the best yeah, she has acted, yeah. but this outdone it. Mm. Like, so, oh, it was so good. It was done so well. Um, Yeah, I loved it. I I actually preferred it to last week's personally, but that's just me. Yeah, same.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I did.
3: Okay, and Chris? No, I really enjoyed it. I I sort of knew not to expect, you know, the fan wank experience that people were probably expecting, you know, with uh, Matt Smith running down the corridor. But then I think I'm sure... In a way, although it might have been a regret for Russell Davis to go and say, uh, I'm going to keep this, these cards to myself, you've got to, you know, uh, and in a 60th anniversary, and you think, oh, my God, anything could happen here. Um, but that's the point. Anything could happen. So you don't know what's going to happen. So you're sitting there. So I was sitting there just engrossed, watching where they're going with this, what, what, what's going on. Oh, they're on a ship. Okay, was a mystery played out in front of you, which is like the good old-fashioned Doctor Who t- where are we it was a, something i've missed was uh, i think russell T. Davis said it in an interview or something that he wanted you to you know be you know take the ship as a character in itself um, and you can sort of get used to where they are and something i've always found i found especially with i think sort of the later matt smith and capaldi and then jodie Whittaker's ones it didn't matter where the tardis landed it it seemed to be that it was it, it, it was inconsequential whereas there was no world outside and this one felt very very uh immersive and i I quite like that and maybe that just worked because you did have the two cast members but the way they played out the mystery and so on just just kept me engrossed it was (laughs) about halfway through i sort of thought maybe i shouldn't have my son who (laughs) watched this with me uh i generally started to regret him being in the room uh i thought actually this is giving me some chills i don't know about anyone else and uh I had to sort of lighten the mood every time a scary bit happened. Mm. And sort of go, oh, that's a bit funny, isn't it? <laughs>
2: you know, oh, that's
3: strange. <laughs> While they're chase, being chased by giant warping figures <laughs> or, <you> know, <laughs> of themselves. And, uh, and they're going, oh, that's so strange. I'm really shitting myself, but I really don't care. <laughs> As long as you don't shit yourself, it's fine. Mummy won't have a go at daddy. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I just loved it through to the end i love the fact that i didn't know what was coming i think in a way actually russell did the right thing because how many times do is it that people seem to know episodes before they even begin and the next time Hmm. trailer seems to reveal most of what's going to happen and you're not really surprised. You're not really that. And then when it does happen, you like, as I say, there's no immersion into where they land. So you're not really enjoying it for what it is. And uh, in this case, it was just following every footstep they took every word they said. And yeah, as you said, Abby, the performances were fantastic. Catherine Tate was superb. And actually, do you know what makes me really sad is that next week is the last, this coming Saturday is going to be the last David Tennant appearance, uh, Until he wants to do it again, I guess. Um, (laughs) Till the 70th. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, his version of the Doctor in these specials alone just surpasses. Hmm. It's like he's learnt how to act better since he did it. A lot of people
1: have been saying that they prefer 14 to 10, which is something I never thought anybody would say.
3: But it did also expand on some of the things. I didn't expect them to reference the Flux uh, or... uh, the timeless child thing. I was hoping that was just going to be an afterthought. That was just, oh, we'll push that back there with the doctor's half human, you know, or we'll just leave that behind somewhere. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, my
3: uh, and, uh, but no, they addressed it in a really nice impacting way that I don't think Jodie zero would have incorporated. Yeah, um, and I don't think you would have got a performance like that, to be honest, um, out of them. Um, so I, I just really, really thought that was a very clever episode. Brilliant to the end my heart, was, I don't know about you, my heart was pounding at the end of that. Just that every single, was that final few minutes yeah. before they finally are saved. Uh, Literally, I was
1: going, I was going, they're not.
3: Yeah. They're not.
1: It was. Oh, they're, seriously, they're not. It was
3: <laughs> honestly, yeah. for the first time in many years, and I'm saying 15 years, I've been on the edge of my seat with that level of drama from Doctor Who.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I thought for a minute that that, they weren't going to save her at the end. Yeah. And that, that because we, we know, don't we, that she, we, it's not a secret. They're both gone next week. So part of me thought, God, what if he returns to earth with that evil Donna? Yeah.
1: Honestly, I reckon, I reckon if they had more than three episodes, I reckon that they would have done it.
2: Mm.
1: God. I reckon they would have switched it because they would have had this chance to kind of expand on that story. Yeah. But because they've only got three, they can't, yeah. you know?
2: and then what 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 was lovely was you had that intense ending which i think we'd all agree was um was was brilliant and then you, we got re- for, for all that anxiety we got rewarded with the brilliant return of wilf
3: his <laughs> last scene the only scene he was able to film as yeah. well. but they have russell t davis did say put up on instagram he's written out the next episode but he's not dead he's not hmm. being harmed he's safe just off screen for the whole thing and uh Shame that that was the case, but what a wonderful scene to
0: have! If it was mm. his last one, it was just beautiful. I cheered when he when he had popped up. Yeah, I'm the fly in the ointment on this episode because I really didn't like it. Whoa, oh. oh. <laughs> it was slow, boring. I will agree. There were no bad actors in this episode. Everyone is given a hundred and ten percent in this. They're great. The performances are great. The chemistry between our two leads stronger than it's ever been. And I think they're great. But to me, this felt like somebody typed into chat GPT. All right, I need a Doctor Who episode. It should feature feature David Tennant, Catherine Tate on a spaceship, a long corridor, a slow robot, and make it a bit like the Almost People. (laughs) All the build-up to this, they were like, we've never seen anything like this before. We've never done this before. And then their jaws are flopping around the place. We saw that in Series 5 with the Almost People. Or was it series six? Six. Six. We've seen that. We've been to the edge of the universe before with the Heart and the Weera. We we've seen everything that's in this before. There were elements of midnight in this. I was checking my phone for out. I rewatched it before we started recording. I was on my phone again, double screening it. I, I really didn't resonate with this episode. And that's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 I don't um uh, where to start with that. I
2: I, I don't, I don't know how you wouldn't have been at least intrigued to what was going on.
1: I get, I do get the whole. It wasn't as fast. P- I think because of last week's episode was all really fast paced. This was more of a gentle jog. Oh. Um, and I, it, I, the one thing that does make me laugh is they built up that robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They built up this robot to be this really quirky, really like, yeah. kind of like the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy robot. Kind of like, I think you ought to know, i am feeling really rather depressed type thing
3: for the last three years. I've been yes. walking down a corridor
1: <laughs> just, a <laughs> press just, a a just to press a button, <laughs>
2: it's oh, taking a brain me the size of a planet. Terrible. They've got me
3: doing something at one hundredth <laughs> of a second. <laughs>
1: But no, I do get the whole resonating with Midnight because that has been quite a big comparison to a lot of Mm. people with the whole Mm. Midnight thing. Um, One thing I I do love is the fact that Russell does this a lot is when a story's already happened before the story that we're watching. Yeah. Do you get me? Like, So the crew have already been attacked by these people. The crew have already come and gone off the ship. Mm. So you're dropped kind of the end of their story and the beginning of another story. But... But once again, that's kind of like the midnight thing. I do get that,
0: you know? He world builds very well. It's like Star Wars or John Wick. You see that first film and you get that there's a wider universe out there where everything's happening. Russell does do that incredibly well. Would it
3: have been better if it wasn't a 60th special? Because I think that's the biggest That's the biggest critique which I, I can agree with is that it was such a good episode that I would have personally had it midway through an actual season not one out of three special 60th anniversary specials Personally,
0: yeah maybe if this had been in the middle of series four maybe i would have been like oh this is a a decent episode but i don't know i've not expected any previous doctors to come up for these whole specials because we had that last year yeah and to do it again now would just be they would just be repeating themselves i I just don't see it happening
2: yeah um I wasn't sure because they do seem to always love bringing back old faces. So it wouldn't surprise me if they just, I mean, we've literally got David Tennant back for the, of the <laughs> many of time and, and he will keep doing it. He's kind of like John Pertwee in the nineties, isn't he?
1: Yeah. just <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. sending everything. Yeah. Like, he just shows up.
2: John, take the cape
3: off. Take the cape
2: off. We, you, you're not needed. I've
1: never been <laughs> so
2: insulted in all my life. <laughs> I always imagine he had, like, some sort of tapping device that cut into Sylvester McCoy's phone. It was like, oh, we need, we need to, to get the actor Doctor for Doctor Who.
3: I hear you're doing a story called Silver Nemesis. <laughs>
2: is, there, is there room for me at all? <laughs> he definitely did. He definitely cut in. They're like, oh uh surprise, surprise, we'll get this little kid who loves Doctor Who, we'll get Sylvester McCoy. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> I happen to be free. <laughs>
2: he just sat around the BBC waiting <laughs> to hear the word Doctor Who. No no, I've no, got it. Until the point he actually ends up being in some shitty fan film yeah. that's going to someone's garden. I will certainly be there. <laughs>
1: The whole um, The the bit with um, Donna and 14 With the Timeless Child When they started talking about it My child literally shouted Timeless Child at the screen You know and she was like Yeah but you're not from Gallifrey are you And I was like Oh my god he's actually going to reference it Because everybody Mm. was saying That he's just going to brush it under the rug Mm. Um, But the fact that they actually Spoke about it I think the thing that gets me at 13 never got the chance to stop and contemplate what had happened
2: mm. oh.
3: she was
1: always going she was always
3: she was essentially like a cartoon kids character
1: she was she, she was a children's presenter who had a thing for yaz um apparently <laughs> apparently um <laughs> but she never got the chance to stop and think as well you got to think from the doctor's pov Bearing in mind we've had how long have we had since Doctor Who's not been on screen?
3: A year. Yeah. So
1: we, we've had a year, but for the doctor, that the flux is just finished. Yeah. So essentially, they have not had a chance to stop and go, oh crap, like I actually did that. Hmm. So I think the the bit when David was in the kind of tight yeah. corridor, just smashing things up and just letting it all out because he hasn't had the opportunity to do yeah. it. And the one the one thing I absolutely loved about that scene. And it's, it was the smallest little detail. The Doctor doesn't really want anyone to see that side of him, so he's done that in the confidence that nobody has seen him. Kind of had this outburst, and now he's like, right, and now I'm centered. Now I can just go mm. and sort this out. You yeah, know, that's a rare I thing, love isn't that it? Little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like
2: when Capaldi punched the TARDIS. Um, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he did the, and then you know, again, it was that thing of no one's hit. Clara, he wouldn't do it. Clara was there, yeah. just was yeah. doing it. Then I did have this, I did have this vision when he was doing that. We were only two years away from the Doctor's wife, so I had visions of that. super-sat <laughs> thing going, Oh no, no, <laughs> what did I ever do? I was sexy. I used to be sexy. <laughs> <"I'm so> sexy. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a really good point you made there about. Jodie and her whole time, like I said I think one of my favourite Jodie moments in the history, uh, well in her whole history was on episode four, I think it was four of, um, of, of of her first series and it was the one, I can't remember the name of it, it's the one with the little the little cute monster that keeps eating everything. Bating. Bating, it was that one where she gets five minutes with, um, with a character and she sort of leaves the others and just goes off and does a little bit of exploring uh, with Brett Goldstein. He's playing he's mm. in yeah, the yeah, yeah. I forget really. that. <laughs> yeah. Brett Goldstein's in it. And and they, they go off for a minute. And she the whole way we've seen her and how we saw her for a majority of the show is stood in this kind of action figure pose with yeah. the other four in, in kind of like a formation. And it's very much like an action and they all just go, and then it's we've got to do this. Oh no, I can't believe we got to do that. We have got to do that. We've got to do that, haven't we? But hey, we're going to do it because we're a team, aren't we? All <laughs> aye, aye, right. We're going to do it, aren't we? That's right. We're going to, aren't we? Yeah, of course we are. Brilliant. And that's, that's, and that's it, yeah. But, and, and there was this minute in that, and then the episode, in fact, there's a horrible scene in that just before she goes off where she basically says, We've got a monster. It's coming to get us. It's really, really scary. And then um, Ryan says, Well, we can beat it, can't we? And then Yaz (laughs) goes, yeah, I don't fancy its chances against us. And Graham goes, right, it's so Saturday morning TV and it's so awful. But then she goes off with Brett Goldstein and they just have this sort of chat and it's so well done and she's using the screwdriver, she's doing some exploring and it was the first time I went, oh, great. Like she's being the doctor and she looks so clever and she's kind of, educating him because he's been it's one of those typical things where the doctor turns up to a situation and is met with a know-it-all who says well I've been here for five years and I'm telling you this button does definitely not do anything and the doctor says oh yeah you're
1: wrong yeah exactly and so she comes
2: in and does this and that and it it was going really really well suddenly Brett Goldstein just died (laughs) yeah Brett Goldstein just dies and then it's just back to being stood in formation and nothing happened but uh, what we got and what we've had so far is a lot of tenant just on his own for a little bit, monologuing or talking to a character to kind of not tell us what's going on, but explain how they feel in this situation. And we never got that much with Jody,
1: yeah.
2: E- even when she returned to Calafrey, <laughs> I don't even think we got that much from uh, Capaldi or Matt Smith, really. I don't think.
1: Uh, See Capaldi, I'd say we did at points.
2: He yeah. almost went on a bit long. it ended end up being like 10-minute monologues.
1: I feel like each Doctor has a speed, and Jodie is just like a hundred mile run. She's yeah. just going, Bruh! and Matt Smith isn't far behind her, and then there's Capaldi that's just kind of plodding along behind, just going, all right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it felt for the first time again how nice it is just to have him as a, I don't know, more three-dimensional Mm. which is something that they haven't done in the while. But I like the three dimensions that they added here with him. Like I think someone described him as, uh, uh, I think he's like just ke- a careless traveler now, rather than uh, a lonely God, which was how they did him back in when, mm, he, when he did yeah. his run. And I ne- I'd never, I didn't actually like that whole, you know, I'm a genius sort of thing yeah. uh, of the past. So that, that's why I much prefer David Tennant's iteration now. Yeah, but. I think
1: because he hasn't got he's not trying to show off for Rose yeah. now. But well,
3: they did add at the time the sort of there was some depth to the performance, you know, uh back then as well. I I feel like they became a sort of one-note character in some ways, like uh, almost like caricatures. And Jodie's especially a big caricature. She she might as well have just been an animated animal running on a, you know, <laughs>
1: some makeup yeah (laughs) pretty
3: much and and yeah i can't think of the word but you know just some animated character it should have been a cartoon series that ends in 20 minutes uh jodie whittaker's whole range just because it just there was no there was no depth to any of it even in the drawing of this animation it was just a 2d speed watch and nothing really happened
2: yeah, and it's mm. even when there were quieter episodes like the Pating where there's not much going on, it still just felt rushed. Whereas this, for me, was a perfect pace. It's it was enough eerie quiet to make you go, "Hang on a minute, where, where are, actually are we?" And then even when the weirder things happened, it sort of was so mm. juxtaposition with the silence that we'd had for so long that it was it was eerie. It was genuinely very mm. eerie and shocking to see these weird things happen. Um, but, yeah, I do I do feel that it was strange to be in this 60th anniversary, and I do wonder if that has, has contributed to maybe a bit of hype, not just with the whole, oh, such-and-such such are coming back and such-and-such and, such, and the redacted thing, but also, like you were saying, Martin, the whole, we've never seen anything like this before. We've never done anything like this. I think maybe you shouldn't have said that because every episode is something you've never done before, really. So why <laughs> yeah. why yeah. do this?
1: I think the other th- the other thing that... I personally really loved about this particular story was you know, whereas in the first episode, everything just went it, as soon as she stepped out that TARDIS, everything just went bomb 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 bomb. Bom. Mm. Whereas this, you were kind of like, where is this going? Like, like and when the evil 14 came in, he didn't make it really obvious. No. Do you know what I mean? David played it. Like, if you watched it back now, you'd probably notice a slight difference. But whereas when Catherine walked in, you could tell it was evil Catherine.
3: Something wasn't right, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the way David played it, I will say this, though. So, 10, not 10, 14, David, does the same thing that 5 does. You know when they kind of kneel down, but it's not like kneeling down. They kind of sit on their tippy toes and kind of
3: like lean
1: on the floor. Whenever David does that sort of move, the camera tends to get his whole body in shot to show the position that he's in. And you know, the this, this, this no, shot... No, they didn't, when, did they? Yeah. Yeah, the shot where they were, when he went, my arms are too long. Just before that, I turned to my son and I went, why is the camera so close on David? Because the, it, all the rest of the covers behind him, so his head was really low on shot.
3: Yeah, because even when he crouches down, it's off off camera, isn't it? It's kind of out of focus
1: they're only really showing from like belly button down but they're showing the whole of the rest of the wall behind him and i'm like that's a really weird shot my mum was like oh it's because it's an emotional scene i went but then they'd be on his face mm. and i was looking at a camel lang- camera angle being really sus and then as soon as you went, my arms are too long and then the camera zoomed out and i was like called it <laughs> have you seen all these memes that have been going around twitter of the whole like among us thing
2: no, not so much.
1: No, <laughs> Everybody's been doing like Donna is sus. And then they've like kicked her out of the thing. And then they put that little clip in. It's like, you chose the wrong one. <laughs> oh, you see
0: right. across the screen.
1: It's brilliant. <laughs>
3: Do you know what I will say? That when you mentioned that, it just shows how well directed that episode was, actually. Because mm. we, we mentioned it earlier uh, we, we're about worrying whether the Disney money was going to just put a lot more CGI and effects in. A lot. They stuck to a lot of practical. Um, uh, 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 even when you don't think it's practical, it tends to be practical, which is yeah. amazing. Um, like they, uh, they even put—I think they put a clip up on Twitter actually—of how they did a scene where Catherine Tate runs out the corridor to meet uh, Tennant, who's coming out the other side, and then behind him, Catherine emerges. There's the duplicate and then it pans and you see it and they show, and he breaks down how they did it they do a clever cut so it switches to a double in a, such a brilliant Texas switch way that you couldn't possibly notice and it's seamless and then it cuts through, and it shows where the cuts are and things and they did it so practically and it's just geniusly thought out wow. they then quickly did a and then the, yeah so they did a quickly follow Catherine go around the corner cut and blend that into the new shot she runs out because if you notice, Catherine's looking away. The real Catherine comes out the other side. It's just brilliantly thought out.
1: It's like it's like the shot. You know when the screen comes down. Yeah. And you've got you've got David and David. That's a rubber faced David. That's yeah. a, that's a fake masked yeah. David. And obviously they got away with it because it's behind that screen. Oh. Like, but we, I, I me, me and me and my kid always watch the the new confidential thing because he he loves all that stuff and you know and they made the arms they had they had 3d models done of them and they actually had these arms stuck on them and like you 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 would expect like you said you would have you would have thought they would have done that in cgi but the fact Mm. that they're still using practical effects love that you know
0: Mm. another thing i liked about this they got rid of the sonic
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: it just showed
3: oh, how yeah, well yeah. it worked without it. Especially when in the last one it was so overpowered it created fucking force fields. <laughs> <No> <laughs> God, yeah. 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 Mm.
0: We should talk about something that kicked off on Twitter in the week. And something it's created kicked off. It's created two factions of fans. Either you were fine with it or you're a Nazi that deserves to have your windows kicked in. <laughs> it was uh the casting of Nathaniel Curtis. I want to say is his name. Uh, as Isaac Newton, what did you guys make of that?
1: Oh, stop it, people. <laughs> Does it really matter?
3: We all know co- we all know collectively Isaac Newton was a white person. That's yes. no, that's no argument. But this is a TV show where he, he invents the word mavity. Exactly. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. The previous episode there was a um, a Furby that came to life and <laughs> <laughs> tried to kill all of humanity. Um, and most of <laughs> London, um, you know, I I don't really care. I mean, the doctor I think has had sex with the Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Yep. It's heavily implied. It's it's not meant to be historically accurate, um, but I do understand. Like, I think it's this this trend at the moment where you know, for certain dramas and things. I think it, I don't know what one it was, but wasn't there one on Netflix or something where Is they it
1: Bridgerton? Can't...
3: No, no, it was something else. And they cast an actual historical figure as a black woman. Anne
0: yeah, yeah. Channel Four, yeah,
3: yeah. And uh, people were like, "Well, that's not historically accurate." And I can, I can understand. You know, if like for example, if you went and cast a biopic of someone, yeah. you'd want to cast someone who would be the likeness, or you know, you could pull it off. Eddie Redmayne, Stephen Hawking, you know, yeah. or something or something of that effect. You could understand that. You couldn't. Cast you might not cast Patson Joseph as Stephen Hawking. It'd be a brilliant a- adaptation, but I don't think. But it wouldn't be him. Um So I can see where they're coming from. But at the end of the day, Doctor Who uh, is a lot bonkers. And yeah. I'll, do you know what? Like even bits in the Star Beast. I think we said last week there were bits in it that I just thought rolled my eyes a little bit and thought, oh, that's a bit crap. But you very quickly move on from it. Yet that hasn't ruined the episode. In fact, when the titles ran, I forgot the whole previous. Yeah, same. And I just feel that that's the way people need to just watch it. Just move on and see what happens next. Stop dwelling on one little thing, you know. Well, then again, these are people who are still dwelling on the fact that pronouns were used in the f- about a week ago. So you know, <laughs>
1: no matter what, yeah, someone on the internet is going to find something wrong with something, and mm. that's the thing they picked this week. But I say, as far as I'm personally, for me, as long as they act the role well, I don't have an issue at all you know like they did it really well so
0: i think he's a great actor and he's wonderful in it a sin i kind of wonder about this a lot because i've got mixed race kids and they learn about their black side and stuff like that and it was something my son raised to me and he's 15 he was talking about Anne Boleyn being cast as a black woman and now you see these historical things and like queen victoria's got black advisors and he was putting to me like basically how do i navigate fact and fiction now when you've got these things like netflix did a documentary about cleopatra who we know was greek yeah they cast a black woman because americans think egypt africa black so i don't know the way i look at it is like everybody thinks mark zuckerberg created facebook to perv on women because that's what the movie did yeah and it doesn't matter that he was engaged to the woman he's now married to The narrative is he created it to perv on on women. And I guess my point is it it kind of erases the struggle that people of color have had. Because how do you cast somebody that's half Indian to play Isaac Newton and then do an episode, Demons of the Punjab, where you're talking about the struggles of Indians when there was partition in the country? If you're portraying that everything was always awesome, you can't then do that.
1: I suppose it's the whole Rosa thing as well, isn't it? Really, like yeah. yeah, I do, I do get that.
2: Yeah, totally. It's it's um it's a it's, it's a funny one though because I th- I think that's an absolutely valid point, Martin. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but I do notice that the same people who are annoyed about Isaac Newton being you know played by a character of Indian heritage are the same people who hated the Rosa Parks episode and who also hated the Demons of the Punjab. And you sort of think, hang on a minute, what's the running theme yeah. here? <laughs> But also I think that what you also mentioned then about the uh, the social network movies, I think that's more damaging um, when people purposefully get history wrong um, mm. in biopics. I mean, the big example now is the crown, you know, yeah. Dirty Fire did not propose to Diana the night before they got married, uh, sorry, the night before they died. And she certainly didn't reject him and tell him that you need to go and tell your dad how you really feel and that he's your dad's a knobhead or whatever it is. <laughs> Spoiler alert, by the way, I mean, I can't believe in a film about an, an, a, a, a situation, the whole of Britain knows about, <laughs> there's like a story in it. But a lot <laughs> of people have said to me, I've gone, I've heard people in conversation go, I didn't know Dodi fired. Like, asked princess dana to marry him so well he he didn't we don't know that he might have done but it's such a what things like this are so dangerous because people do take these things verbatim and um Mm. i suppose what they did in this situation was that that sketch was very much played for laugh we weren't we weren't getting the real isaac newton we weren't getting an isaac newton story or a biopic version or you know the doctor meets him it was a very silly sketch where the payoff was basically 45 minutes into the episode where Donna uses the word mavety. And it, sh- it turns out it was almost like a sketch really. You know, they've gone back, yeah. done something slightly wrong, um, and then that's resulted in a whole word being well, it's, changed.
1: It's like the whole Isaac Newton was fit thing. It's like, if you know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: People have overthought that bit because uh, everyone's goes, oh, the doctor's gay now.
1: Oh no, they're a bisexual queen.
3: <laughs> to be honest, one—it's meant to be. If anything, he's meant to be as gender neutral as they yes. come. Yes, yes. Uh, and second, he was a woman not too long ago, about two yeah, yeah. hours before. So uh, you know, it's—it's um, it's kind of I can understand that. I just don't. Yeah. It's just an overthinking thing. I just found it a hilarious. Remarks as. Just, oh, it's who I am now. And she goes, well, It went far beyond the blow the service, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. And uh, that that line just made, just made me crack up because, it, you know.
1: I think they had to get those elements of comedy in because yeah, the rest of yeah. it was. It was a bit of
3: fun. It wasn't a yeah. serious statement, which is what, again, I think it's like you say, Sam, it's uh, people, and even you, Abby, people are picking at things to try and find fault. Uh, yeah. And oh. they're like, if they see a mention of something like that, they'll go, Right. Nope, I'm not having that. Get the keyboard out. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to tweet some teenagers and tell them they're cunts.
2: Because uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got right, nothing yeah.
3: better in my life.
2: <laughs> but, um, but, but, yes, but, but mum, Martin... I'll be down in a minute.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, mine, it does raise a good point. You know, had it been yeah. a, 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 an episode where obviously there's a situation <laughs> now where, um, the show tries to educate as it's always has done with a little bit of history in there and had that history been about Isaac Newton. And then they're kind of bringing in that he mm. has, you know, was from India or something then I think that's a, a different conversation. Um, but I think in this case, it was very much played for laugh. The character was brought in. I felt like it was way of really, if you really get to the nitty gritty of it, it was Russell T Davis's way of getting his friend apart in doctor who, Hmm. I think they because they were quite they were quite Part close. That, it was me? written
3: for Andrew Tate to panic over. Oh did he? <laughs> Apparently he's watched it. He's gone like, he's gone like a he's watched like bits of it and he just go he goes on a sweary <laughs> rant about it.
2: <laughs> Sorry so, no, I'm, the I'm Andrew not, Tate.
3: The actual Andrew Tate, the uh, the convict uh, who
2: hopefully should yeah. be a convict. Okay. Uh, so can we just picture the scene a minute? It's Saturday night in Romania. Top <laughs> G. <this is> out. <laughs> I'm sitting down now to watch my favorite show. It's no. Doctor Who. Oh, no, it's not his favorite show. He goes, it's such a shit show. It's, uh, oh, well, I sit down worry, to watch my shitty show. I watch shitty shows. That's what, a, that's what the real G does. What are you doing? Sitting at home doing something you want to do? <laughs> yeah. Because you're a loser. That's why women don't sleep with you. They come around with me and they watch... We watch things we hate. Tonight we're watching yeah, Doctor he, Who.
3: Honestly, yeah. No, honestly, you've got to look it up, Sam. It's it's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it, it's the most the most hate-filled, sweary rant that we're actually, I think, even Ian Levine can't live up to. No. <laughs> what uh, is it about men with cigars that <laughs> just What is it 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 about these strong, what is it about these strong, ideal men that's so fucking
0: weird? Andrew Tate (laughs) did a huge disservice to bald men with beards. (laughs) (laughs) What the worst part is, he's not even bald, he shaves his head.
2: Exactly. He's just, he's just, he's the stupid man's Carl Pilkington.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's essentially,
2: called, look at him. Every time I see yeah. him without, without like moving, if I see a photo of him, all I can imagine, and they say, Andrew Tate has said, uh, <laughs> women belong in the kitchen. And I see the picture of him, I see him holding the cigar. I imagine it, and the voice I hear is, what? Well, just think like women should like go kitchen or something. You know what I mean? No, I'm not I'm gonna go. I'm just like, I'm just he's Carl Pilkington in my head. He just is. But the idea of Top G sat down watching Doctor Who is the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever thought of in
0: my life. <laughs> what did impress me is that that Isaac Newton scene was filmed 25 miles apart.
1: Yeah, they weren't in that tree. They were in some car park on top of a tire in half a bush.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they weren't interacting at all. I thought that that was their performances were impressive.
3: God, imagine being on his side of this. You know, uh, he's playing Isaac Newton. He, know, he might even think I'm not white though. But okay, how's this going to go down? I'm acting against a tree. What am I yeah, doing? It's
1: just a bunch <laughs> of SFX, SFX guys throwing apples at them. This is this <laughs> is re-
3: this must be real Disney money because I can't see them. Uh, yeah.
0: Imagine. <laughs> yeah, I watched that Doctor Who Unleashed. The guy who hosts that, Stephen Powell, is the most Welsh-sounding man I think I've ever Definitely. heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of
1: for his accent, that's all that is. <laughs> Should
0: we talk a little bit more about Bernard Cribbins? Yeah, I, I was about yeah. to bring
1: that
2: up, actually. I, I really, really did love that bit. I love the line, oh, now nothing's wrong. Nothing in the whole wide world no. as he hugged him. And did anyone notice he tried to recreate that um, meme a little bit? He did the... Yeah, thing that he's he must know he's a meme for that. Every time so some, something happens, it's I don't just think
0: he would have turned and go,
3: "What's a meme?" <laughs> meme
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no! I cheered when I saw him, and yeah. I thought, "I'm glad." I mean, I know he was seriously, or you could tell in the Unleashed that he's not quite right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he's slurring his words a little bit, and yeah, but I'm uh, so happy to see him. He's Doctor Who's a granddad.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's all of our granddad and we love him. Yeah, I'm just so happy we got a few more minutes with Wilf. Yeah. yeah. My daughter's calling me. Hang on. <laughs> just a her She never picks up to me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Call her back in a minute.
2: <laughs> you got to put that in the podcast.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We love our families. We love our children, uh, <laughs> which is uh, why
2: we've left them. while we go and record a podcast?
1: Yes, we're hiding away.
2: <laughs> uh, I I did hear my daughter screaming in a minute ago, and my reaction was to just mute my microphone, <laughs> <laughs> just so you couldn't hear it. I didn't want to ruin it. Just go and close the door.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, to say about Bernard Corbin's Chris?
3: Only what's been what you guys have said, really. It was just such a lovely, lovely bit to have.
2: Yeah, it was really sweet, and it's it's nice that that story's got a lovely ending now because you know, although all was right with the nobles, Donna still didn't remember him. It was quite a sad, and and I think it set it up really nicely in the in the Star Beast. Yeah, when we heard that that she said, "Oh, do you remember when granddad used to talk about aliens all the time," and then he just stopped. Mm. Oh yeah, and you get the feeling that really hurt him. That he couldn't get his probably couldn't get his um telescope out anymore. Probably couldn't talk about stuff anymore. Yeah, and it was just really sad. So it was lovely that at the end he got he got them back and everything. It was great. Mm. Uh, b what about you?
1: Yeah, so it's just nice to kind of round off his story and not just have him kind of in limbo. You know, bless him.
0: R.I.P. Bernard Corbin. Should
2: Should we quickly predict next week? What What do we think next week quickly? Because uh, Oh, Susan comes back and is revealed as the Rani <laughs> and uh, Jenny's back and uh, she's pregnant with uh, the Doctor's granddaughter who turns out to be da, 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 Romana and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Galloway comes back from Resurrection of the Daleks and uh, it's oh, going to be great Galloway <laughs> Galloway. <laughs> Galloway Who's your favourite Galloway? Uh, Galloway from Resurrection of the Daleks or Galloway from Death <laughs> oh, of the Daleks
1: Christ
2: oh, It's got to be from Resurrection Oh, oh, for me, it's Death of Daleks. It's just, oh, I don't think I that man that. knows he's in, a, he's in a Doctor Who story. He's just really miserable. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they go, oh, quickly, we've got to go to the spaceship. Well, I guess if we've got to go, we better go. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's just really, really miserable. He's my favourite character. They bring him back. That would be the first thing oh. I would suggest to Big finished to the BBC, to Russell T. Davis, bring back. I don't mind who plays him. Galloway from Death to the Dark. <laughs> She's the best character ever. I've got a bomb. I'm going to take it myself. This one we keep. Love it. He's amazing. <laughs> so my prediction next week is Galloway comes back, <laughs> borrows a bomb, blows himself. <laughs> Uh, In fact, a little thing for you viewers uh, before you go is if you ever want to go back, so they're all on the iPlayer now, go back and watch Death of the Daleks. And after the explosion, the whole ship explodes, Mm. you get a really quick close up shot of Galloway (laughs) showing more expression than he has in the whole episode. And my prediction is they put the camera really close to him and somebody (laughs) kicks him. (laughs) (laughs) him
3: I love the creative choices behind that episode. So the down to even the music is just laughable. It, <laughs> yeah, the Daleks emerge to a.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, don't know. How we got to the death of the Daleks. Yeah.
0: But, but, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> our prediction for toy, next week: <laughs> the Toy Maker is back. Yep. Um, I think we're going to see Neil Patrick Harris do some magic. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Actual in-camera magic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, mm. so he's a fully qualified magician.
1: Yeah, Magic Circle. Think yeah. is it called the Magic Circle? Yeah, Magic
0: Circle. Yeah, he's in that. Wow. No, yeah, can't wait. And he's gonna.
2: It's so sad that Tenant's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, we've just got them back, and uh, that's that's one thing I would quickly question is this whole specials thing seems to be a, a handing of the torch. We know we're getting series one with Shooty, and this feels like the end of New <laughs> Who before we get to new 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 new, 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 new Who. Um, <laughs> So my, my question is, I guess, that are we – is was this a good idea? Because we've kind of – it is the end, and it is kind of an ending of this kind of period of Series 1 to um, 13 or 14, whatever, and is it a little bit of a risk to say, here's all your best bits, here's all the best of it, here's Tate, here's Tennant, here's some cool stuff, here's Russell T. Davis, here's this director, blah, blah, blah. Now, we're taking that all away from you again, and we're starting from afresh. I think that puts – Shoots you under pressure
3: i get the opposite vibe i get the vibe that it was brand saving um you know just bringing everyone back to remind i, th- I suppose the the best comparison i've got is uh to what how i felt and i think quite a few people did feel when they watched the seventh star wars film and that is the film really show i think it was one of the reviews quoted it as it it wasn't great you know it, well it, it said it reminded you why people loved it in the first place. Yeah. I got that. And I I got that. I'm getting that from this vibe, the whole, these range, this, these three stories, well, two we've only seen so far have just been (laughs) recapturing that sort of feeling of, ah, that's why people like Dr. Who. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And then after this, it and you know, it reminds people because Dr. Who has lost its way. Um, You know, Powdy's era sort of nodded a few people off and Jodie oh. could have won them back but it didn't and this was just a way of his three episodes to show you why this is why you love Doctor Who, this is why mm. you know, uh, Russell just go, this is why it's amazing, <laughs> this is why I've always loved the show the, the hands <laughs> going,
0: yeah the things <laughs>
3: uh, sounds like Crichton doesn't it, <laughs> things <laughs>
0: And I'm going to say goodnight now. Are you guys all okay to come back next week and discuss the final? The finale. Yes, but I can't do Tuesday.
2: <gasps> I have a gig in Reading. Do come along, viewers. Um, <laughs> okay, the last one was horrific. I, had a, I just put a clip online, actually, of that. I had a very drunk woman ruin my whole... Well, she ruined the whole night, actually. Oh. Big shout to Julie. She was a very drunk 70-year-old woman who wanted to just – she thought – I think the problem is uh, around Christmas is you get people who come to comedy shows who don't understand the concept of a comedy show, which is you're in the audience and you get to enjoy it and laugh. They think that every single actor's come on that stage to talk specifically to you (laughs) and that they want – the comedians want to hear all your life story. And their opinion on every joke you say. And they also want you to tell them why the joke you just told them made them laugh, which is exactly (laughs) what I got a couple of Tuesdays ago. So I'm going back there and I look forward to it now, what, five days before Christmas. So it's going to (laughs) be quite good laugh. (laughs) Lovely. This is horrific. Um,
0: Yes, but yes, definitely next week. Sometime. Anyone got anything to promote? Chris, Abby? I'm doing uh, more TikTok stuff lately. I saw. You've been doing a character called Len the cab driver. (laughs) Yeah. Len the taxi driver,
3: who's just a... You know, uh, I've just always found it funny, the idea of a guy who's, uh, you know, like you're in the back of a cab and you always hear them talk, it's only about football, you know, it's like a proper (laughs) bloke, you know, and and instead they go... Yeah, did you catch the big one last night? Uh, <laughs> Doctor Who, son, Doctor Who. Oh, what a <laughs> blinder that was! Hey, <laughs> and then just comes out with articulate things. I just think it's just that the because the, the, um, the original one was just purely because I wanted to make it appeal to the people who were against anything being woke. Uh. I thought they would see this and go, "Oh, there's a geezer on there." He's going to say, "Yeah, I didn't understand that bit," but then, then eventually, then after the next sentence, he ends up sort of justifying us. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a bloke, border bloke. I don't really know, do I? So it ain't for me to talk about it, <laughs> you know, and, and comes up with a really rational thing and comes out with the odd comments like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, my favourite is always doing the laugh in there, you know. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I was talking about, like, in the latest one where he reviews Blue Wild Blue Yonder, while Blue yonder I thought it was your granddad's email <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> i just thought that now and I thought bollocks should have gone in <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, but the other one I the other comment I came up with uh the one I put in there was it was told like the film did remind me of uh, of event horizon have you seen that Bloody good film, bloody good film. Sam Neil cuts his eyes out. <laughs> you know, but funny enough, I think some of these fans on Twitter feel like they've done that. <laughs> you know, I just love that dirty laugh. If I could throw that in anywhere, I love it.
0: <laughs> All right, Abby, you got anything to promote?
1: Only uh, TT production y type things. Um, Doctor Who wise, we have. Uh, Metal Doctor's Christmas Special, which was written by myself and Chelsea. Creepy Christmas santa stuff. The trailer's come out already. Um, everybody has American accents. We've got Benji Clifford on that one as well. Oh, um,
3: brilliant.
1: Yeah, we've got lots of... Um, the TARDIS translator doesn't kick in quick enough. So when we, when we initially land, everybody's speaking German. So that was an interesting thing to try and record <laughs> all these non-german speaking people with one german speaker being like no you have to say it like this um yeah and uh next week we have the finale of our touch series which is based on the tv show the nevers if you've ever seen that so oh, nice.
0: I've never seen it yeah it's mm. really
1: good it's really good um so yeah uh that's it for my company side of things, but And would you
2: consider a Galloway (laughs) spin-off in the twenty twenty four? I know somebody can play a very (laughs) coming soon. I don't want to get on this spaceship no. (laughs) Ask me tomorrow and we'll get the same answer. (laughs) Quilly, they're coming, the world is the is the planet of the nymphomaniacs. No, not for me. The weather is too humid. (laughs) I do not fancy that. Roy Keane is Galloway.
0: So many more gigs, but that Reading one? Um,
2: yeah, I mean, uh, depending when this goes out, Siren Sester on the 14th, uh, Barking Toad Comedy, that might be sold out. Uh, 19th is Reading at the Milk Bar. 21st, my last gig, before, for, well, it's going to be the last gig of the year, actually, uh, at the Chippenham Comedy Club, which is a lovely gig. And I think they're getting a really good secret headliner in for that one, Who? Uh, I, actually, it's, it's guys <laughs> it's <just Scalaran. laughs> but yeah thank you for having me um as at ever martin please can you cut out my terrible impressions i think i made andrew tate sound geordie
0: <laughs> weird transatlantic thing going on anyway isn't it? he, he so. has and he would be not i think people would,
2: would listen to him if he was geordie i'm the top g-man yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>